0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. Today, we're in conversation with Christy and Angie Snow of Carolina Center for Spiritual Awakening, and we're talking about two of my favorite topics, authentic spirituality and the power of a beloved community. Before we get this snowcast started, (laughs) see what I did there? Let me tell you about Christy and Angie Snow. Reverend Christy Snow is an ordained minister with more than 20 years of experience sharing keynotes, workshops, and retreats for New Thought Centers and schools across the U.S. and in Canada. She is also a professional musician who has self-produced and published 14 CDs in her incredible career. Important side note, all of the music featured in this episode is by the talented Reverend Christy Snow. What a treat, y'all! Chrissy not only leads spiritual communities and shares her music with the world, but she also stands up for social justice. She is a member of the interfaith groups Mecklenburg Ministries and the Charlotte Clergy Coalition for Justice. Chrissy's intention is to renew and awaken hearts and minds to the truth of our goodness, our wholeness, and our innate potential to live a bold and beautiful life. She does this through her coaching, workshops, and retreats. Angie Celeste Snow has many superpowers, but a few are event creator, planner, and promoter. She pursues her purpose to inspire, create, and bring joy to make a difference in the world. Angie is the founder of Tybee Equality Fest. She is passionate about social justice and is on Proud Savannah, which is an LGBTQ focus intersectional commission created by the city of Savannah. It's dedicated to ensuring that its LGBTQ community can work and live in a welcoming and safe environment. Separately, Angie and Christy are powerhouses and together they are a force. Angie and Christy have co-founded the Carolina Center for Spiritual Awakening in Charlotte, North Carolina. They spend most of their time dedicated to being a support system, authentically connecting with their CCSA community. Let's get this snowcast started, y'all. Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Angie, Christy, so happy to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so great to be with you.
1: Yeah, we're so happy to be here. Thank you for asking us
0: yeah i'm excited to dig into our conversation and i gotta be honest i'm just happy to talk to you guys i miss you and love you so much and any time that i get to share any kind of space with you i am just elated so
2: yay <laughs> so we feel the same way yes.
0: <laughs> so josh is here with us too hello hello and we are really um we've been wanting to have this conversation with you guys about authentic spirituality. It's something that we've been discussing a lot in our home and within our podcast. And I thought, man, I need to talk to Christy and Angie about this topic. I need their wisdom and to be able to share their wisdom on this. So when you think of that idea of authentic spirituality, what pops up for you guys?
2: Uh I guess I can start. What pops up for me is just the word authentic for starters. My whole I feel like my whole life has been about an authentic journey, trying to find it and continue to live it and thinking I got it and then realizing there's another layer. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've arrived, I'm authentic. Oh wait, there's another edge to push through, you know? And so um and I think it it definitely applies to the spiritual world for many, many reasons. I think one of those is that for that same idea that you think you've arrived, and then there's more unfolding, more flowering. Uh, So for me, I thought when I found Science of Mind, I'm like, this is it. And then the more I, I dive into it over these last however many years, it's been since 1998, I guess, I realized that that yes that same truth is over here it's a perennial philosophy and it runs through all these uh truth teachings and so just a continual unfolding and embracing right so that's what comes up for me
3: let me tell you the map is not the territory your life is not your story your story is just a place you've been
0: map, that's beautiful you said a perennial philosophy i love that Ooh, i love that <laughs> And a flowering. <laughs> I mean, yeah. all these visuals Visual started going off in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> my mind started blooming, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think when I think of authentic uh, spirituality, I, I think of also the word authentic and how we can dive deeper into who we are and how that affects other people's lives by being our authentic selves. And of course, there are layers of that, like Christy mentioned. And um it's just beautiful, like uh, even getting older, I'm 41 now, and I feel like I'm each decade I'm learning more and more about myself and, and really coming back to who I am. And because I'm able to do that, then I'm obviously able to uh, give people permission to do that on a deeper level also.
3: You don't size up the Grand Canyon before you've seen it. You don't think you know Beethoven's fifth before you've heard it just a hole in the ground it's not
0: just another sound have faith
3: that life can be more
0: amen and that is the truth y'all definitely do that and I can I can identify with that feeling of the layers being peeled back and you identifying more about yourself and just discovering more about yourself because it's almost like you're more willing to has that been your experience too Absolutely. It takes a willingness to to
2: continually unfold. I mean, a, a, another thought that comes to mind is is becoming a singer songwriter, you know, and in the beginning it was very country and then it was very folk and then it was folk rock. And then I started playing this native style flute and people were like, wait a second, you play guitar. Why are not you playing that? And then I started playing, you know, these different chants and in different languages. And it's just all it's about being willing to let it all have space. Right. To hold it all with a willingness and i use music as 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 the analogy there but i mean it's everything right giving everything the permission to exist and to uh, be willing to see how that applies to where you are
1: right right and i think that also um with authentic spirituality and us talking about that it also it has to do with our individual uh selves being authentic and how we are Uh, now moved to the country where we never thought that was going to happen. We've always been involved in our communities in a big way, in big cities, and I never thought I was raised in the country and never thought that was ever going to be in my life again. And now that we're here, and we're here like uh, probably 80% of the time, um, the unveiling of all the beautiful things that exist here for us, too, um, has It's just been nice. It's been wonderful to share with our community and with our friends and and family. And and it's definitely giving us a chance to peel back those layers in a way I never... It's opening up a whole new world for both of us.
2: Yeah, and the willingness applies there, too, because just being willing to let retreats take on a different form or coaching take on a different form. I had this inspiration to, to offer, uh, to start offering to my coaching clients that they come up and we do our coaching in a hammock on the side of a mountain. And so, and so I do that. And it's like, at first I thought, I can't, that's weird. They're going to think, what are they going to think? They're going to, are they going to want to do that? We're going to take hour coaching session and turn it into a day and yes. And it's been so fun, but that willingness to just, Say, okay, huh, we're wanting, we're feeling led to be here now. We're feeling led to do things this way where, you know, it's just the, it's just a fun, it's a fun ride to have that willingness at the center. center.
0: That's, that's so exciting because even as you're saying that I'm feeling how, I'm sure your coaching sessions have become even more authentic to who you are and what is flowing through you because of your willingness, you know, being open.
1: Right. And the people don't take a chance to be in nature like uh, we didn't realize how much we um, even though we take time to be in the ocean or be in the mountains, we didn't really know what it was like to be steeped in nature and how much that doesn't happen to the majority of people. And they don't even know that they're missing it. Um, but when yeah. they come here, their soul is just like, ah. Oh. yeah.
2: I really think that's so important when it comes to speaking about authentic spirituality is that that's it, right? Following those little footprints, paying attention, being willing to go and do something different and, you know, explore and show people what you're doing and, and watch people, other people open as well. Right. Right.
4: I think you guys are right on it. You know, and I, I totally identify with being, you know, steeped in nature. That's um, being out here in uh, the middle of um, I don't even farming know farming farm. Country. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're surrounded by farms and giant fields and, um, and just like, you know, we, we had actually had a, a young boy that came, um, to our property and stayed and he just slept like the whole time he was here. And wow. we were like, is everything okay? And he's like, I just sleep really well here. And we were like, that's what you need. Yeah, That's your healing on this trip.
0: Yeah, okay. It was great. It was great. He had never experienced, um, the expansiveness of just being in nature. Just space. And just, it yeah. made him feel so peaceful. And um, so you said here, so I don't, where are you? You. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: Yes, we are um and real quickly I'll I'll add before I tell you where we are. We had someone come up for a retreat and they thought because we were in on what used to be my family farm and and in a cabin in the woods, she thought she was going to be sleeping like on a cot in a in a little shanty somewhere. <laughs> and and so we she had this really nice guest room and and uh and, she, and the next morning she was like I've never slept so good in my whole life. It was so quiet and so dark. I didn't know it could be that dark. So we are in, we're in a little little area called Thurmond, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. And uh, we have uh, still have a home in Charlotte, but we spend, like she said, a majority of our time here in Thurmond. And we have some um, acres on what was the family farm on the other end of it that we are uh, developing into snow meadows. More on that coming soon.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then we uh, have the cabin on this end of the farm we my parents had a 105 110 acres something like that and uh, I was you know my prayer was just let us have enough to take care of mom as long as she is able to be with us in this in this in this life and uh, when she passed we had I had no idea that we were going to be left you know this this wonderful farm so it's been such a blessing and we just want we love sharing it with people mm-hmm.
0: That's so beautiful, Christy, that you're on your family's land and doing this work. Like, what a my gosh, it's so powerful just to to know that you're back there and, and giving it new life, if you will.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful, and you know, every time I I would come home when I went to school in Rock Hill, South Carolina, I would come home, my dad would say, have you ever seen anywhere more beautiful? And I'd say, no, daddy. And then I would travel all over the world, you know, country for sure, and other countries as well with music, and I'd come home and he'd say, have you ever seen anywhere as beautiful? I'd say, no, daddy. You know, and I love this area, but to have her fall in love with it too was really really special and the you know the beach girl i didn't know that was possible <laughs> but the fact that we are 15 minutes from waterfalls kind of
0: does it for her so that's right <laughs> I was Like that's good okay okay we can work with that it's so a different work. kind of water but we're good okay the mermaid, no, the mermaid's happy the mermaid's, so, the mermaid's happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> i love it
3: for the first time i have felt that alone
0: Christy, you have such a a beautiful background in music and being a reverend and, you know, you have all these facets to you. If you can just tell me a little bit of kind of your evolution into who you are now. And then uh, Angie, if we can then hear your story.
2: Sure. For me, it was music has always been a thread in my life from the time I was really little. I was sitting between my parents singing Delta Dawn at the, loud, the top of my voice and them saying, be quiet, uh, you're too loud. But <laughs> but music, I, I became a musician in college and it's just been a driving force and it continues to be. You know, it's, it's a way that I, I process life and it's the way that I've made my living and the way that's blessed my life and I believe a lot of others. And then because of the music, I got into the ministry because the minister that asked me to come sing at her church heard me sing in a coffee house. And so she asked me to come and sing, and I said, no thanks, I'm not really into church. Mm -hmm. And she laughed, and we—and I said—actually, I I said, lady, I don't do church. And she laughed, and she said, tell me—I know. And then I went, "Oh, she was a reverend, that was kind of rude, and, you know, whatever. So then she she said, tell me more, and I was happy to, you know. Religion is the opiate of the masses, I believe I said. And, I mean, I just went on, and and I— And she said something that was so amazing. She said, I I believe that God is bigger than any religion that tries to explain it, including my own. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll come sing. And then I said, but I'm not singing out of a hymn. I do original music. And then she listed two of my songs. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm supposed to be there, apparently. And I became the minister of that church a few years later when she left and was ordained in the Science of Mind philosophy. I don't want to be
3: Perfect in every test But enough Nonetheless If I know what I
0: This is the universe speaking to you in a way that you will understand. Right,
2: right. right. That's what I, you know, because I just was not, spirituality to me was so much more personal than a building and a a teaching. It was, it was, um, you know, I was really into earth-based religions and philosophies and just wanted to be in nature. And so I went, really, that was the, the thing that pulled me in because I needed to pay the rent. Fine. I'll go. I went, and then everyone was listening to every single word, and they and everything she said, I was listening to every single word, and it was like such a match, and, per, and I was like, wait a second, these people get me, and I get them, and I get this teaching, and the next thing you know, I was, I was a member.
3: I am fine. I'm all right.
2: Then I became the minister of this uh, center for positive living. I did that for ten years uh, with another co-pastor, Reverend Boa, and then wanted to step back into traveling and doing music full time and retreats, just that. And I did that for a few years, and uh, then I met this amazing woman, Mm -hmm. and I was start. I started. I already was feeling this this pull back to community. Right, this pullback because it's fun going to different churches or spiritual centers or whatever. It's speaking is so much fun, but you you say something and you I know you know this. You say something, you watch their light bulbs go off, and then you leave and you don't know how the story ends, right? And and when you're in spiritual community with a group of people on a continual basis, it's beautiful to see the all of it, you know, the peaks and the valleys. And so I was already feeling that pull, and I was knowing that was something I needed to do. There's a cool story, but I don't want to take up all the time another time. And then, uh, you know, and then Angie and I met and, um, became really close and in- involved and knew we were each other's person. And, and I said, okay, here's the thing. We're, f- we're both feeling led to start this thing called Carolina center for spiritual awakening. Are you sure? Cause it's Carolina center. It's not Georgia center. And she wasn't living in Carolina yet. So, so she was like, yeah, yeah, I feel led to do this too. so, yeah.
3: There's a place we can go to,
2: whatever
3: race or creed, a place we can go to, together you and me, a place we can go to, to stand in unity.
2: There, there's lots more I could say, but let's let's hear about your journey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I was in corporate America, and I was in finance for 10 years, um, and I was supposed to leave that position, but was making really good money and didn't want to go anywhere, um, even though I was feeling led to leave. Um, and Christy and I have talked about that often, that uh, you're whenever you're not listening to the universe or listening to God, then it shows up like (laughs) it shows up in a, in a tougher way than what would have happened if you would have done it in the beginning. Um, So I got uh, let go from that position and the district manager took his office back. So um, I was really lost and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And, and I just felt led to not go to another job in finance. So um, I had always been curious about spirituality and about religion. And um, I went to Anahata, Anahata in Savannah, and it was raining really, really hard. And it was a meditation. And I went there, and there was one lady teaching, and Johan, Joanne was there, Morton from Savannah Unity. Um, and, uh, I talked to them about the position. I didn't know any of them. I had just walked into this place that was raining and it was dark. And, um, and I meditated for the first time and, um, I talked to the ladies there and they said, just don't go back to corporate America. Like I sell essential oils and I pay my bills doing that and just go where your heart is led to go and don't go back to what, you know, you're not supposed to be doing anymore So, um, that led, that started my meditation journey and my yoga journey, which uh, then led me to, uh, I was on the pride board in Savannah with Dale Worley and I would send out affirmations all the time to my morning people, to my friends. And he was like, Angie, um, you don't know this, but your unity people are your people. Like (laughs) whenever you're ready to open up yourself to that again, Um, and and know this, then your people are sitting here waiting on you just to blossom and be ready for that. And I was like, eh, I don't think that's going to be a good thing for me because I don't really like church that much. Um, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, so anything to do with religion was a no for me. Um, And then I went to Unity of Savannah, and (laughs) they were my people. (laughs) And I loved every one of them, and I loved the teaching. I loved—it was even before he was the pastor— And it it really aligned with everything that I believed, and um, it allowed me to think outside the box in a way that I hadn't been allowed to before, um, or that would be accepted into allowing. You know, like um, so uh, that I could be Buddhist and look into that teaching, and I could be like I could look into all the different things and what people believed, and and then it just felt like unity was speaking my language. always lived my life in a way of what's next. Um, I didn't know. I don't have all the answers all the time, and I have no idea where I'm going to end up most of the time, but I just have faith that it's the right space and that Spirit's leading me to go on the journey that my, my soul is supposed to go on and what I'm here for. So um, then I'd met you, too, <laughs> and we talked about it, and I was starting uh I think Tybee Equality Fest, that was, I don't know,
2: five years. Ago. Oh, me, oh, was that? Let me let me let yeah. me interject. Can okay, I? yeah. So, what happens is she starts getting this download from Spirit and she gets she starts to pace and her head gets hot. And she'll be walking around and she'll be tapping her chest, like, you know, it's kind of like tapping her head and tapping her chest. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening right now? And she'll start circling and pacing. And that's how Tybee Equality Fest was born because <laughs> she was like, wait, there's a need and I, I I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm supposed to do something. And so, she's just like, until. All of a sudden, out comes. What do you think about B Quality Fest? And I'm like, I love it. Right. <laughs> I was doing uh,
1: LGBTQ plus uh, wedding expos around the country, like in Atlanta, and Charlotte, and Jacksonville, and different places, and um, and then that's how I was led to go to Charlotte and to meet her.
3: In the consciousness of our heart.
0: I believe it was after my first talk at unity and then you and I just locked eyes and we're like we're gonna be friends it was just such a recognizing of each other's souls kind of a moment where it was like we're gonna we're gonna definitely be friends and um and then we decided to go to lunch Mm -hmm. and we carpooled on the (laughs) way over and then we were like we're just sitting in this car together now. We, what are we doing? Like, we didn't really know. We were just kind of following the, the you know, spirit led hunch that we were going to be friends. And so we didn't actually know what to talk about at that point, but it was just so funny. We laughed about it. And so we get to lunch and we just started talking and it was just like, oh yeah, this is it. All right, here we go. And at that time you were doing um, more wedding work. And right. um, and you were just uh, considering the idea of retreats. And I, I will never forget how lit up you became talking about retreats. And I was like, hey, Angie, <laughs> um, you may want to <laughs> think about hanging out in that space more. Because when you talk about the wedding stuff, you were totally different. Like your energy was really different. You're like, did you notice that too? Yeah, I felt that, you know? (laughs) So I remember that being like a, wait a minute. And, you know, so from there it continued to blossom within you and, and just, it's been amazing to see how far you have taken it. Well, First of
1: all, I want to say thank you for this friendship. And I'm so thankful that you've been such a mirror for me. Like um, we, I just feel like we have, we might not talk for a couple months. And then when we do, we're like, Oh, spirit is there. Like, the way oh, that God. we mirror what we need to hear, and way that we amp up what we need to hear, and hey, maybe you want to focus on this. It's always been our relationship, and and I really value that, and I love our friendship.
0: I feel the same way. Oh my gosh,
4: <laughs> I love y'all's friendship.
2: I know,
0: and, and, and same, like on a on a couple level, we have felt so supported and loved by you two as a unit, you know, and and it's just like we feel so held by your love and support. Even if we don't talk every single day, it's like, I know all we have to do is reach out and boom, you guys will be right there and vice versa. So it's so beautiful to have that connection, um, in community. And I think also, um, that plays a part into what we were talking about with authentic spirituality, because when you feel authentic and connected to who you really are, you then start to attract those people that can support you on that true blue level, you know, on that deeper level. And I think that's what was happening at that point, Angie, because it was like, you needed someone to say, Hey, I think, and you were like, you think okay yeah and then i've had those moments and i'm like you think and you're like yeah so you know i think we always have these uh special people that come into our lives to just affirm us in those moments you know that we really need to be affirmed so we can continue moving confidently in the direction of our dreams
3: seems i'm learning more every day about what it means to be authentic not just when it's convenient The woman I was at work Was not the same one I was at home And the girl on the stage Was different from the one in the dating game person I was with my
1: friend Right, absolutely. And to trust in that And know that spirit moves through each of us to help each one of us. And it's just this beautiful dance that we do together.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the idea of community is is, when I think about community, I really think about you guys so much because of your heart and intention with community, you know, creating that safe space and creating the inclusivity um, is such a, a huge part of your work. And, you know, that was one of the reasons i wanted to have this conversation with you because i feel like you guys do it better than most you know and it, it's just such a great example and model for all of us to take a page out of your book of how to build community so tell me tell me a little bit about that how you were able to kind of build communities with um the fest and and the other projects that you work on
1: Um, I started, whenever I did Tybee Equality Fest, I saw a need um, for that to be in that area. And I had lived on a boat on Tybee Island for a while. I had really good connections, and I I was doing a festival prior, and it wasn't able to go on. Um, So it just felt like I needed, it was my time. I was getting a bunch of calls about, hey, why isn't this happening? Um, And I saw that there was a need. So I created uh, a four-day festival on Tybee Island um where we now have parades and all kinds of fun things um but it's about being inclusive and um making sure that diversity is in that area with an event Um, because that's oftentimes what happens is um if there's a person like me that i'm white and i put on an event then there's other white people that come majority like it just seems like that's what happens and we don't intend it to be that way all the time, but that's what happens. So um, it's important for, I realize it's important to come in with community and um, build a bridge and and see how can we be more inclusive? How can we we listen to what's being said from different perspectives and people who have different life experiences than ours? And how can we boost their voice instead of just having ours at the forefront at all times? So um, that's one of the things that I do with Tybee. Um, I make sure that we have um, just a beautiful amount of different voices being heard and um, being uplifted. And um, the LGBTQ community, the, the black community, um, all people of color, Native American, um, we just want to do across the board, have a safe space for everybody to come together um, and express themselves. Um, and I was raised in Southern Georgia. So um, I just thought how beautiful it would have been for me to have something like that that existed in the world. Um, and so that's why I'm a part of creating that.
3: There's no longer who I am versus who I want you to see, no. Now who I am is okay for you to see.
2: And I have to brag on her about, about that. It's not just with Tabi Quality Fest, honey. It's with everything that you do and, and everything. Seriously, we, we have people that want us to work on other festivals and other retreats. And she'll say, and we both will say, we've spent time in like crafting a response um, to multiple people that says, We'd love to work with you. First and foremost, you need to understand that we are inclusive, and this and that means blah 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 blah. You know, we and we list everyone, and we want that to be very clear, and that you you do great work in that right uh, arena and anything that you do. Right. So,
1: thank you. Yeah. I feel like whenever you know better, you do better. So <laughs> I feel like I research and I um, check myself all the time and where my thought process is, and that I'm doing the right things and. And that i'm making people feel heard and included so that's what now that i know better i do better and i make sure other people they may not be in a space of knowing better yet but i'm not going to be a part of that until you can like you know like recently we had someone that contacted us and they wanted us to do women's retreats and that was wonderful but we had to make it very clear that we also include trans women in anything that we do that's just important. And that's, and that's just what's an example. Be done. That's yeah. just a small example, but this is just how it happens is that, and then we never got a response back from them to work with them. And that's okay. But we just, um, we're always just checking ourselves and making sure we're surrounding ourselves and in spaces that are including everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Of me, I am more than you think you see. I am what I say I am. I am, I am, I am, I am, I
0: am, I am. And so, within that, um, when I'm doing workshops, you can see it where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for girls, for example, but there are children in there that are identifying as other. And I don't necessarily know that they know what to do with that and they're just kind of showing up the best they can. So I am pushing myself to make my work more genderless to where I'm helping children, not specifically girls or boys, children. So, because I think that is more in alignment with what I find to be authentic um in spirituality is speaking to the light that is within each of us versus yeah. speaking to the body that holds I'm that light. Gone, but sometimes I it's too
3: exhausting to deny all that I am.
0: I am. so I I appreciate the work that you're doing because all those folks that, um, need the support and need advocates, you know, it's, it's just making it more, um, common, you know, in conversation, but also safe. So that's a big word.
2: Right. And I I think that safety is what's so important in spirit in in community and in our spiritual journey, but in community period, like, taking down those walls, right? The walls that separate us, the the labels that separate us, although our labels are important to some degree to honor our journey and our path and where we are, but at the same time to have that, um, the ability to take down the walls that separate us and include everyone. And, you know, when I think about community over, and this is a segue in my brain, I don't know if it is in yours, but (laughs) (laughs) when I think about community over the years in my life, you know, at first I was like, I'm, you know, an out and proud lesbian. These are my people. This is my community. And then I'm a singer songwriter. These songwriter musicians are my community. And then I'm a new thought musician. These people that belong to the Centers for Spiritual Living are my community. Oh wait, now I'm a part of the affiliated new thought network. They're my community. Oh wait, now I'm doing the social justice work in Charlotte with the clergy coalition for justice. They're my people and it's like it's all what dr martin luther king was talking about it's beloved community we are all having the opportunity especially now more than ever I'm getting lightning mcqueen again let me slow <laughs> down we are all having the opportunity <laughs> now more than ever to be beloved community for each other right across differences across borders across lines across gender across culture across religion all of it and just and to me what that means is the authentic spirituality it's being authentic to the spirit within saying,
0: turn right. This person needs your hand. Amen.
2: Tune in. That person needs your heart.
0: Yes. Oh, that (laughs) gave me chills. You were going fast because you were inspirited. That was, (laughs) that was so good. And that's exactly it. That's to me on my spiritual journey, my healing journey, what I've come to understand and know to be true is that Yes, we have duality in this world. We can always look at the good and the bad and continue to separate things. But my job is to push myself to see beyond that and to transcend that and really focus on the Christ, really focus on that light, really focus on that oneness, because that's truly where I want to be always anyways. You know, when I allow myself to get lost in the dualities of it or which box do I fit in or which group do I belong to? It's like I get lost there and, and my mind is too busy. However, when I can sink into my heart and I remember, oh, wait, you are a child of God. I'm a child of God. We're all children. When I remember that and I can live and dwell there, then I feel the peace of God. Then I feel the joy of spirit. Then I can allow myself to really just let go. And, and then I'm free to be. Feel free to be.
2: <laughs> <Good one. laughs> absolutely
0: yes right. and when we Love
2: live it. in that That's free awesome. when we live in that freedom where we you know like you like you said earlier then we help others do the same we right. lift each other up right
1: yeah we were just talking yes. about that prior to talking to you is that like i am we notice sometimes like we could be working with someone and whenever I am saying a thing that they don't always hear that like sometimes people do but not often but if you're being a thing it's able. they're able to then um, express themselves authentically and and to get sometimes on a healthier pathway because of that.
0: Speaking of community, we have something that we're going to be um, putting out there. We're actually working on a GoFundMe for self-publishing a book that Julian and I wrote together. So, yay! That's so amazing! Yay! Yeah, so excited to share with you! <laughs> we, um, we wrote a book. It was actually the day after Julian's seventh birthday. He came into my room and said, I mean, first thing that morning, came right in the room and said, mama, I'm ready to write our book. I said, oh, Oh. let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. And then an hour later, we were done. And it was just flowing. And the idea of it is, is that you are not your feelings. And the title of our book is You Are the Sky. And it's all about bringing these lessons from our home and translating them into stories that can help kids, but also really truly to help the caregiver as well with language, you know, of how we can talk about this stuff. So I know that in uh, the children's world, there's so much support that's needed. I mean, these kids are having a really hard time with the pandemic and what do we do with these feelings? And then the caregivers, whether they're parents or aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever their grown-ups are, are also having a hard time trying to figure out what to do with their feelings and, and all that. So we are, I guess you could say, building a community around that.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, people don't have the right language. Um, that's uh, time and time again, we keep coming back to that of like, you know, if you don't know how to talk to your kid, then how can you possibly teach them something meaningful um, when they're in a moment of like, you know, really struggling? And so, uh, so that that language uh, I find to be so important. And um, and You Are the Sky is going to be a great stepping point for that. You know, there's so many people that when they hear just the concept of the book, they're like, wow, I really need that for my child. And we're like, we're trying.
0: And then the adults say, I need that for me right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I know that's why we're going to self-publish. So So yeah, yes. we're doing our campaign and we're going to self-publish so we can get these books, not only in our hands to share, but then also to donate copies to schools, libraries, charity programs for kids. So,
2: see, that's that's so beautiful, and it's it's right what you were saying about you can tell people a thing, or you can show them, and that's so beautiful that you you know you're not just saying this is what we do with our feelings. You're you're showing them with this beautiful story that you actually wrote with your son. I think that's awesome. Yeah,
0: thank yeah. you, thank you so much. So yeah, our dream is to um create the space that we were talking about earlier just that safe inclusive place to where you can come here and you can unplug you can feel nature you can yeah. just allow yourself to just be and know that you're safe just being yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. sometimes it's just as easy as that like oh i can just take a breath and I can just feel the breeze. I can look at this flower, you know, just these little things. So our prayer is that we model that and we can provide that. So our stepping stone, our first step is, is that book.
2: I can't wait to
3: send it to you. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, Christy always says. I, I feel like it's also
1: speaking to uh, healing the adults, like you said, so that then they have the language to teach the children. And we all have—I'll uh, have moments where I'm feeling small
2: occasionally, and Christy will say,
1: "You're big as the sky. Come on,
2: we got this." You know. And it just so last okay. week. So last week, my we were with my family, and my little tiny great nephew, who's how old is how old is he? Like three? Yeah. He comes running by and he goes, i big as this guy. And I was like, yes, I know who you've been spending time with. <laughs> it's me. And <Aunt> Angie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how cool. Isn't that amazing though? How you gave that to Angie and then she, and then she passed it on, you know, and that's just how it, it works. It just flows and it finds exactly the heart it's meant to speak to. Yeah. And there's so
1: much healing to take place and I'm happy that you two are doing that that's beautiful thank you
0: thank you and thank you for all the healing work that you help others to uh, walk through on this earth because it is big stuff and you know all the work that you're not only doing for equality but also um, just helping others to have that space to where they can discover their own spiritual path that is authentic for them so they can find their deeper healing you know that's immeasurable (laughs) so
4: Well, speaking of, tell us about your retreats. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys working on right now? What are you turning
2: on? Well, actually I'm glad you said that. Cause I was just going to say, yeah, like when we do retreats, um, sometimes it's, it's, it's just letting someone have a good night's sleep. Like you said, right. Sometimes what they need is to get in the hammock for the first time. We get in the hammock almost every day somewhere um, on the side of a mountain or in our yard or whatever. But some people have never been in a hammock, blows my mind, but it's true. (laughs) And to be able to have that cocooned, safe, nestled in nature feeling, Sometimes that's all someone needs. Sometimes they need to process their emotions, their feelings. Sometimes it's couples. So it's, you know, uh, custom really. We do, Our retreats are custom for, for the individual. We, do, we also do group retreats. But most of the time, uh, lately, it seems like it's been right. individuals that really are seeking something. Maybe it's to love themselves more. Maybe it's to give themselves permission to just be for a minute. And okay. sometimes it's seeking direction that they can't. Here, um, because they're in the busyness of life. Right.
1: I'd gotten a message, re- message recently from someone I've known very, very long time, and she said, "You, you just seem joy filled, and that you have your purpose." And I need that. I don't. I can't find that. I don't know what my step is. So now we're creating a retreat for her that's custom to that. And that, and it seems like that is working really well. Um, the group ones are great for people being in nature and, and getting a little exercise and connecting with each other. But um, the personal retreats are really wonderful in like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, especially uh, the ones that are around my age, I feel like so, some of them, their life path has been to be parents. And their kids are getting older and they're in school and they're, you know, like figuring out what they're doing or they're leaving, leaving the house. And then they're like, who am I? Where have I been? Like, what piece of me? And they have no idea. Like, so it's really, really a wonderful experience to be able to
2: um, help them figure out that on their own. Absolutely. And, and some of the people have their purpose. They're living it they're, and they're tired. Right. And they just, again that's our ministers, our coaches, our, our healthcare workers, our teachers. And so we always look to, to the community, the communities around us, whether it's here in Charlotte or Savannah or wherever, the places where we know folks and just anyone to say, okay, who can we support? And we we, we enjoy doing that too. And, and paying it forward to people who are in those type environments and they're tired and they just need to be pampered and rest. Right. Yeah.
0: How can we find you online? So if someone is I want to go to their church. I want to hear the
2: message. You can find us on YouTube and on Facebook. It's awakeningcarolina.org is our website. And we're on uh, social media uh, under Awakening Carolina because our name is so long. Carolina Mm -hmm. Center for Spiritual Awakening. But Awakening Carolina is the easiest way to find us. And we go live every Sunday at 11 a.m. And we are getting back to meeting in person uh, every other week ish uh, right now at the Charlotte Art League. We gave up our space during COVID, and uh, so we are currently meeting at the Charlotte Art League. But we're looking at a new place for every Sunday starting the first of the year. Yeah. But we'll still be online. We want to maintain that because we've started uh, you know having some really involved people in our community from Oregon from Canada, from Florida, right. Michigan, like Texas, all all over, you know? And so we want to, we're committed to keeping that presence so we can stay connected to those people.
1: Right.
4: That's really great. That's, That's
0: great really news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is great news. Yeah. So where else can we find more about you and your work that you're offering to the world?
1: AwakenWithin.me is how to find our retreats. Um, and if people are looking for customized, like the VIP custom retreats, they just send uh, us an email from that website. And then we come up with, we have a little form they fill out and they figure out what they're really looking for, what they're wanting to do, um and that's a beautiful way that we have now to to give space for people. It is. <laughs>
2: and then I also have christysnow.com which people can contact me through there for coaching and and my music and I I have to just say I have I'm so I'm like a little kid right now with music because I have my dream team together, Rochelle Coatney on drums, Kim Nipson on lead guitar, Brenda Gamble and Gina Stewart um, co-writing with me and singing harmonies, playing bass, playing violin, playing oh. harmony. It's, wow. it's amazing. We just had a writer's retreat last week and wrote six songs in a day and a half. Like We are on fire, <laughs> so excited for new music that will be coming out. We're doing a demo in December to get to get you know the, the bones r- aligned on the song so that we can give them to the other the, the drummer and the, and the guitarist so they can start learning them too so so that's that's fun I had to throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> how much of life is wasted on the waiting
3: how much of life is wasted on the waiting? Waiting to be thin, to be rich, to be famous,
2: to be young again. Speaking of authenticity, we adore
0: your music and also knowing that you're teamed up with Rochelle. She's one of our founding members in Miracle Lab and she is just a phenomenal human being and musician. I mean, she is just the bee's knees, I mean, she's just, we love you, Ro, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's amazing, I cannot wait to hear your music, and you know, impromptu show that happened, um, Backyard Concert, where the Fritz here jumped on the (laughs) That's
2: Amazing, I'd never had that privilege before, and that was so fun, we have to do that again, my friend. Oh
4: yeah, absolutely, I was gonna say, I'm gonna send in one of your little forms, uh, you know, so you can customize a retreat for us. I just okay. need a 30 amp plug-in and a water hose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for showers? No,
4: for the Airstream.
0: Oh, for the Airstream. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> she was on the road for me for two years. She knows.
2: Uh, okay, we got you. We got you.
3: <laughs> Are you going to live the same life over every day? Are you going to repeat your past every day? If you're not where you want to be, why do you stay? Choose a new way. What's it going to be? Don't look at me. Don't you think it's time to set yourself free? Your history's not your best story, so make a new plan and set yourself
0: Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and your insights, your wisdom, and especially your love. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. So, we'll post all the links that you've mentioned in the show notes. So, um, hopefully, the community that is looking for you can find you too. Awesome.
2: Yeah, thank you so beautiful.
0: much. We, we appreciate and love you both so much. It's and
2: true. We love you. Adjust, <laughs> you grow a change to stay the same.
3: No one's holding you back but you. What do you want? What will you choose? What's it gonna be? Don't look at me. Don't you think it's time you set yourself free? Your history is not your best story, so make a new plan. History is not your best story, so make a new plan. History is not your best story, so make a new plan. And set yourself.
0: church, y'all. Ooh, so good. Let me get an extra amen in. Amen. My biggest takeaway was how we have to be authentic in our lives so we can be who we are truly meant to be. This is how we can find our beloved community. If you're looking for a community, check out Sunday services at Carolina Center for Spiritual Awakening anytime on YouTube and Facebook and their website, AwakeningCarolina.com. Dot org. And retreat information is available at awakenwithin.me. What a blessing Christy and Angie are. And thanks to Christy for sharing her music with us. I'm grateful they joined us in this powerful conversation, and I'm thankful that you joined us too. To learn more about our GoFundMe for Julian and I's kids book, visit GoFundMe.com and search you are the sky to donate and share. A link is available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for supporting us. And remember, the light in me sees and loves the light in you. Till next time. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired and seen, I invite you to join us in the Miracle Lab, where we expand these conversations into spiritual teachings. Do you need a mentor or an accountability partner? Come to the lab and let's support each other while we experiment with miracles and grow together. Visit www.themiraclelab.org. Special thanks to my co-host, Josh, who's also on production and sound design. And a big thank you to you for listening. Send me a text and let me know what landed. 229-206-9280. I'm your host, Jules, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. I'll see you in the lab.